Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, April 10th. A federal judge in Texas has ruled to take FDA-approved abortion pills off the market. It's a ruling that has legal, political, and health implications all across the United States. Yet another earthquake in the battle over abortion rights in this country. Less than a year after the Dobbs decision at the Supreme Court overturned 50 years of precedent with Roe versus Wade, we now have this federal judge, Matthew Kismarek, a Trump-appointed judge, who issued a ruling on Friday in this anticipated case dealing with mifepristone, the abortion medication. And basically, the ruling is to get this drug off the market, off of the shelves. And the judge himself sort of paused his ruling on Friday evening for seven days, allowing time for expected appeals. And yes, today we have an appeal from the Justice Department asking a federal appeals court to put that Texas ruling on hold and to keep the drug on the market while the appeals process plays out. That is one thing we're getting from the administration. The other thing came pretty quickly on Friday night, which is that the Justice Department and the manufacturer of the medication filed notices of appeal to the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday. The FDA has also appealed the ruling here. And to complicate matters a bit further, very shortly after that ruling in Texas came down, a federal judge in Washington state ruled in a separate case that the FDA must keep mifepristone available in more than a dozen liberal-leaning jurisdictions. That case was brought on by Democratic state attorneys general to expand access to abortion pills. The case in Texas was brought on by anti-abortion rights advocates who claim that the drug is not safe and the FDA didn't study it enough to approve it. Now, just a reminder here, this drug has been deemed safe, approved by the FDA, and on the market for more than 20 years. These opposing rulings not only allow for different interpretations of the law, but it basically sets up a glide path to the United States Supreme Court. Now, it's worth noting, this is the court, as I mentioned at the top, that overturned Roe versus Wade in that huge Dobbs decision last year. The 6-3 conservative majority court, though, also was quite clear in its ruling that it was not to be interpreted as banning abortion nationwide, but instead returning it to the state. So that's what's so sweeping about the Texas judge order is that even in states where abortion is legal, his order would deem it illegal to have this abortion medication. And by the way, medical abortions make up for more than 50% of the abortions that occur in the United States. On Sunday, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra told my colleague Dana Bash on CNN State of the Union that the government's looking at all options to respond to this ruling. When you turn upside down the entire FDA approval process, you're not talking about just mifepristone. You're talking about every kind of drug. You're talking about our vaccines. You're talking about insulin. You're talking about the new Alzheimer's drugs that may come on. If a judge decides to substitute his preference, his personal opinion, for that of scientists and medical professionals, what drug isn't subject to some kind of legal challenge? Now, 
The Biden administration had to quickly walk back the notion that all options are on the table because that seemed to include the option of just blatantly ignoring a judge's ruling, something that Democratic Congresswoman from New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, argued for. I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. The courts have the legitimacy and they rely on the legitimacy of their rulings and what they are currently doing is engaged in an unprecedented and dramatic erosion of the legitimacy of the courts. Here was White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre addressing the case from the White House podium today. What I can say is that uh, we stand by the FDA's approval uh, of Mifeprestone, and we are prepared for a long legal fight. It would also set a dangerous precedent for this administration to disregard right, uh, a binding decision. So the political fallout from this decision is occurring both at the micro level and the macro level. At the micro level, there's this immediate political skirmish over process. Like I just noted, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez saying to ignore the ruling created a bit of a internal Democratic Party debate, if indeed that was the right approach going forward, instead of just a very aggressive appeal strategy and denouncing the ruling. So. You had Republicans not all that eager to talk about the substance of the ruling, but totally eager to make hay of this Democratic divide on process. But it's not just a Democratic divide. On CNN this morning, Caitlin Collins interviewed Congresswoman Nancy Mace of a battleground House district down in South Carolina. And she, this Republican congresswoman, actually aligned herself with Ocasio-Cortez. This is an FDA-approved drug. I, I support the usage of FDA-approved drugs, even if we might disagree. Uh, it's not up to us to decide as legislators or even, you know, as the court system that whether or not this is the right drug to use or not. I mean, listen also to Republican Congressman Tony Gonzalez of Texas telling my colleague Dana Bash that just ignoring the ruling, if that's something the Biden administration was going to do, would be a problem. The House Republicans have the power of the purse. And if the administration wants to not uh, not uh, lead this ruling, not live up to this ruling, then we're going to have a problem. And it may become a point where House Republicans on the appropriation side have to defund uh, FDA programs that don't make sense. But again, Nancy Mays complicates Gonzalez's argument because she's a fellow Republican. So the micro politics immediately got scrambled as soon as Nancy May sort of weighed in on this. As for the macro politics, it is pretty clear that abortion rights have been helping Democrats politically at the ballot box, specifically since Dobbs was overturned. Look at the Kansas special election last summer. Look at the 2022 midterms where abortion rights motivated Democrats to the polls and helped convince some critical independent voters, especially suburban women, to vote for Democrats. So you don't even really need another example except to show you that in Wisconsin just last week, the political potency of this issue remained strong with that overwhelming victory that the democratically aligned judicial candidate had in the Supreme Court contest there in Battleground, Wisconsin. It's why Democrats are not afraid to lean into railing on this Texas judge's decision. Here's the number two Democrat in the Senate, Dick Durbin, from CNN on Saturday. Remember what they said about the Dobbs decisions? Well, we're going to let each state decide the law on abortion as it relates to the residents of that state. Now look what's happening. 
here comes a judge in Texas who's decided that we he's going to call into question the legitimacy and efficacy of a drug that's been on the market for 20 years, not just in the state of Texas, mind you, but nationally if he has his way. And while I said a lot of Republicans are not eager to discuss the substance of this ruling, Lindsey Graham, the Republican senator from South Carolina, was on Fox News Sunday yesterday, and he did make the case that this is an issue that Republicans can win politically if they deal with it rationally, which is how he believes the American people deal with it. I want to protect as many babies as possible. I want exceptions for pregnancies as a result of rape, incest. If the life of the mother is in jeopardy, then the family can decide. I do believe in common sense restrictions on abortion. That's where America's at. We can win this issue at the ballot box if we show up with reasonable positions. If we have our head in the sand, we're going to lose. Democrats think there were two critical components to their successes in the 2022 midterms just six months ago. Abortion rights being front and center and Donald Trump still being front and center for the Republican Party. As my colleague Harry Enten noted over the weekend, those two factors are still front and center in American politics, which gives the Democratic Party and specifically Joe Biden, who may be just weeks away from announcing a re-election campaign, some confidence that their current positioning in the spring of 2023 is still one that resonates with the American people broadly. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.